episode 211 of the loaded couch bye bye beer gut who's better than ps microsoft i love sea of thieves but i don't play it or will i titanfall versus apex who wins maybe chappy diary and questions and beer beer which plant seed should this bullet poop ferns ferns the manhood flying out of my mouth (laughs) (laughs) reach in at your own risk this This is the loaded couch all right and we're back with episode 211 of the loaded couch i am the man and we're just going to end it at that because there's no pigeon this week scotch hound and i'm joined by Celtic Fox, you are the man, the one, the only. I mean, that's all we need, right? Yeah. So Pigeon's out. He uh, went and got some back surgery again. Uh, he figured a uh, fourth time's a charm. Um, so uh, he's going to be out for a few weeks, but uh, we're going to hold down the fort without him, right? I don't think we yes. have a problem with that. Okay. Um, back, back surgery or a new spinal cord? <laughs> yeah. At this point, it should be a new spinal cord. Yeah. Hmm. Who was the, uh, that was the Terminator 1? That it was just the head and spinal cord? So, um, no. So, I like to always refer, maybe Pigeon one day will be like Peter Weller in RoboCop. So, remember RoboCop? Oh, yeah, he yeah. Got, he got shot to pieces. Right. Now, now I do want to go back and watch the original because I think it's on Amazon Prime. But have you, I think, did you guys see the new one? The new one is the guy that played in Altered Carbon. He played he RoboCop. It's been out for a little while, right? Yeah, it's out for a little while, but there's a scene where when he comes to and realizes that he's, you know, that he was brought back, it's really, there's a really cool scene with the effects where everything, all the parts come off of him, and it's literally just heart, lungs, and like this liquid fluid, and his brain sitting there. There's like pretty much nothing left of him. Okay. But yeah, it's, if you haven't seen it, I would check it out. It's actually pretty I cool. Especially, it's just, I think I saw it a while ago. Mm. I definitely didn't see it in theaters or anything, but I, how long has it been out? Maybe two years? I would say two or three years. Okay. But, yeah. I think I saw it like maybe right when it first came to a uh, video. Mm. But I, I'm holding out because I think that's the next step for Pigeon because <laughs> I want him just to be RoboCop so he feels better all mm. the time. Okay. Yeah. Seriously. All right. Well, what are you drinking this week? I'm drinking something really good. Uh, I don't know if you guys have had it. Pigeon, if you're listening, you may have had this. It's American Beauty. It's from Dogfish Head. I guess it's a collaboration with Dogfish Head and The Grateful Dead. Okay. Um, I am not a deadhead, so if this is going over my head, I apologize. But yeah, it's American Beauty. It's their pale ale and Dogfish Head's out of Milton, Delaware. Color's golden, 6.5 ABV. All right, it looks like uh, this week's collaboration week because uh, I'm drinking the Oktoberfest from Otter Creek Brewing Company. It's an Oktoberfest, which is an international collaboration between the Camba, Camba, Camba. Um, it's a German, uh, Bavarian uh, brewery, I guess, out of Sion, Germany, and the Otter Creek uh, Brewing Company out of uh, Vermont. It's in a blue and yellow can, 5.5% alcohol. All I know is you better not check this in or make a comment on it because you're just <laughs> opening yourself up for yeah, some again. ridicule. Right. Uh, all right. In beer news, an army vet lost 44 pounds drinking only beer for Lent. 
which he says is inspired by the monks. Uh, an Ohio man didn't eat any food for 46 days. Instead, he spent Lent downing craft beers. Del Hall says uh, he drank beer for or he drinks beer for a living. Works at Cincinnati's 50 West Brewing Company. Uh, Hal Del Hall, I guess, wasn't buzzed because he spaced out the alcoholic beverages throughout each day. Uh, the Army veteran lost 44 pounds over the course of about 40 days after being inspired to try an old Catholic tradition. I could see it. I mean, I don't think. Especially spacing it, spacing it out. I don't think a beer is going to have the, the same amount of calories and carbohydrates as just picking out on food all day. Right. Especially with what uh, the diet may have been prior to. You don't. We don't know. I think we could get our own like test or take on this. We we just need to check in with Pigeon because he's almost done with all those raisin dextras, right? <laughs> <laughs> so it, it could be it could be similar. Right. I guess we have to see if he lost some weight. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll lose some weight sitting on his ass. Uh, I was going to say the quarter. toilet with all the freaking runs that'll give you. <laughs> nice. All right. Um, what movies or TV did you watch this past week? I, to be honest with you, if if I watched a movie, it wasn't that it wasn't that memorable. Okay, I did. I did catch a little bit of a. Um, a little bit of a like a Hallmark movie with my wife, which was pretty good. I forget what it was called. Uh, but as far as TV, I mean, it, it's I've only I watched a little of um, it's called Oak Island Deeper Dive. So it's kind of like a spinoff of Oak Island where this guy just does a deeper dive into histories and parts of the island. And like the episode I watched, he was talking to all them about the like, is the island really haunted? And all the different things that have happened to people. Is um, that the one where he was walking around with like a metal detector and he found like some coins and stuff buried as well? It may have been, but I mean, there is a guy that's on the show that does that all the time for him too. So oh, okay, maybe you were thinking of that. But yeah, anyway, so I watched a little of that. But the main thing I watched, um, I think that it will be a good handoff to you, is uh, I watched Game of Thrones. Um, what did you think? Second, second episode of season eight. Um, yeah, I'll give my take quick on it. Uh, I, it's funny cause I know we talked last week. I felt like the first episode of season eight was, you know, set up of getting everybody together and trying to like bring together all these stories and see our, uh, episode two was the same thing, but like really deep as far as I think I was telling my buddy at work, I think what they're doing now is they're really toying with you because they're trying to get you to really care for these characters. I, I, I found myself laughing a lot during episode two, just at like the humor and the, the companionship and stuff like that, that they were, cre- you know, developing. Right. Some and love feel, stories. Yeah. And I, and I, obviously the way the episode ended, I, I think like, a lot of people are going to die and they're just going to really go for that shock value. Well, we only have what four episodes, five episodes left, four episodes left, four left. So yeah, I mean, like I said, at a high level, I thought it was really good. A lot of like really deep dive character development and, and tying up some loose ends and you got the whole, you know, I guess we'll just say Aria is officially a woman. (laughs) Uh, I think, I think a lot of us just, neglected to accept that fact given like how long the show's gone on and what her actual age is in real life and on the show right 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it just, it, in the books, she would technically only still be like 13 or 14 years of age. Well, I don't know because the books never finished. Right. And the, the HBO people were saying that she was about what 13 or about 10 ish or 12 ish. Yeah, it was like the... 10 or 11 when the early parts of the story. Yeah, and they were trying to say, like, well, you know, a couple of years have gone by now. So they were trying to pin her at, like, being 18 for the episode. But mm. I think that was just their lawyers saying, cover Seriously. your Seriously. But... <laughs> <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> In the book, definitely uh, not. But, yeah, well, so what are your thoughts on it? I mean, I know you're, you're, you and your wife are pretty diehard fans. So I'm Yeah, it was, uh, it was really good. It was, uh, again, I, 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 I guessed it right. I didn't think they were going to have any killing this uh, episode. Uh, it was just more story development and the final walk down to start up the battle. Uh, it was interesting to see some of the, um, the groups or the people that kind of paired together uh, for their last night before fight. Uh, and some of the storylines, I guess, that went along with these people and why they kind of chose to hang out that last night with each other. Mm -hmm. um, I did like uh, what happened for uh, Brienne of Tarth. Uh, I thought yeah. that was kind of, you know, a long time coming. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I, I still have a, a really warm or soft spot in my heart for her and Tormund Giants being <laughs> if I could have some kind of relationship, even though she's completely <laughs> disgusted by him. But the way he just looks at her, gives her the eyeballs anytime they're in the room together, it's it's fucking hilarious. I love it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. When it came to... Uh, I thought it was strange how uh, John was cold-shouldering um, uh, Daenerys as much as he was. And I mean, I understand kind of why he's got a lot of stuff going on in his head that he's got to figure out, but I didn't. I I still think he has. I still think he has to kill her at some point. Oh geez, look at you. Yeah, I I just I think, I think that episode brought out, especially the conversation between her and Sansa. Why does I, he I have think to kill it, her though? I, what's that? Why does he have to kill her though? Because I, what I'm saying is I think he has to. Meaning I think he's going to have to because that episode brought out that she's got one end goal in mind. She wants the throne. And I, th I think, I think she started to give us little glimmers of how bad or how mad she can be. Maybe she becomes like a mad queen, mm. but I feel like she is not going to be very receptive of John being the heir. Well, the funny and thing is, is I, Agree in some points, because I. But I also, I mean, the Valerians, for what they are supposedly, um, you know, descendants of, um, mm -hmm. always married in her, you know, in her. Oh yeah, very, in, like very incestuous. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think there's a problem with that. Maybe they rule together. I was thinking maybe they'd rule together, or I'm kind of going along the lines of since John doesn't seem like he wants a whole lot. You know what I mean? He was always kind of pushed into these leadership roles more so than he went and volunteered for them. Yeah, and I could agree with that, but I just... Maybe he just is going to be fine with being king of the north, and she's the ruler of the six kingdoms and not the north. Yeah, but so so you just said it right there, though. She'll let him rule and be king of the north, mm -hmm. but I feel like at the end of the day, she's going to tell him, you have to bend your knee. And he's going to be like, why do I have to bend the knee? Like, I, I think she's... I, I think she looks way beyond the fact that she could totally be fine with, you know, the incest part or whatever you want to call it. Well, I'm I calling think, it now. I think she's pregnant after that boat sex. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I do too. But I, I just, I think she's like borderline gonna go crazy. Like, she's gonna show her true colors and just, I don't care who I hurt or what I have to do, I will get that thrown. Hmm. And I think John's just gonna kind of get to a point where he's got to look at her and go, "My God, you're just, you're batshit crazy." <laughs> like, Where's Jamie yeah. when we need him? Where's the yeah, exactly. Kingslayer when we need him? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, and I love the Hound. I thought the Hound was still great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who do you think is going to be the first to go down? I think Brienne Tarth. Ooh, see, I'm thinking Grey Worm. Mm. I had that little make-out oh. scene right before he left. Yeah, I mean, and how about everybody saying they're going to hide in the crypts? Oh, I know. Yeah, what's that going to do for you? Once, yeah, I don't know. Mr. I Raise the Dead walks in the front gate. <laughs> everybody around them just comes back yeah there's like a lot of theories that it'll be worse than the red wedding down oh, in the geez. crypts <laughs> the brown crypt wedding uh yeah so we both watched game of thrones as Cal mentioned uh myself i ended up also watching the man in the high castle uh i finished the first season i think oh okay uh and i started the second season um it's decent i'm mm. kind of at a loss of what the hell's happening? Like, I, I I understand it. I'm following it. No problem. But it's just where these characters are kind of going is really throwing me off. Well, so have you have you made the connection that the show actually is like a bit sci-fi-ish? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Okay. And okay. like, I know that there's like a whole alternate reality time, not time travel, but time, I guess just multiple timelines. Yeah, I think it's like interdimensional kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. But the weird thing is, is there's like, uh, the one episode I watched, one of the um, the guys from the uh, Japanese side of things kind of was in a meditative state, and all of a sudden he kind of woke up from his meditative state in one of those alternate realities where the U.S. was still run by the U.S., mm -hmm. which was strange to me. I didn't know if it was just like a foreshadowed foresight type of thing that he was no, having he, or if it was he's actually, actually traveling. Travel. Okay. All right. Cause yeah. That was weird because he was just like sitting in a park meditating. I'm like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. But... Anyway, it's 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 decent. Um, uh, it picked up to the point where it had me interested right up to the end of the last season, and then it seems like it's starting a little bit slow again, which is okay. It it's it's a it's a cool show to look at too, from the aspect like the way like could you imagine if the Germans actually won? Oh God, here we like, go. Opal Gomez, no, no, no. Kennedy over here. <laughs> but no, I mean, isn't it crazy? Like how the show does like put some spotlight on all the. The like uber clean, you know, feel and technology and just, you know, that whole master race thing. It's it's interesting seeing I, I'm at that and I get I get more of a thrill out of seeing how the Japanese would like treat San Francisco. That's oh, yeah. Like like a what would you call that? A a Western, a Western uh, Japan or something like sure. That. But yeah, I also it, like cool. uh, I like the fact that they um they brought back the oh, what the hell are those things called the uh, airplanes that Air France flew. Oh, um, the Concorde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> the Germans are using those like it's like uh, no, that's the only plane that they have. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Very, very like futuristic. The Germans were on the during World War Two. They they were doing a lot of crazy research. Right. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I watched was uh, All the President's Men. It was a movie, um, a late 70s movie or mid-70s mid, mid 70s movie, I think, uh, with Robert uh, Redford and um, uh, what the hell is it? Dustin Hoffman. And it was Whoa. about the um, uh, Richard Nixon scandal with... Uh, 
Uh, Watergate. Watergate, yeah, the, for the break-in there and stuff. And it was mm-hmm. kind of like they, those Robert Redford and Dustin Hoffman worked for the Washington Post and were the okay. ones who kind of uh, broke the story and then followed it all the way through to get everybody kind of in trouble and finally Nixon gotcha. out of the presidency. So Interesting old movie. Uh, it wrapped kind of strange, like the ending kind of came up and then just stopped and it just gave you some text about what happened at the end. And I'm like, okay. Okay, I don't know what I was expecting, but yeah. I wasn't expecting that as the ending, but it was it was a decent movie. <laughs> well, you know how it really ended, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. I didn't know all the in-betweens of, like, the, the news side of things, but, yeah, just for some reason I expected a little bit more, you know, about them or something like that, like a historic finish about their lives after that all happened, but, yeah, no, yeah. nothing. All right, uh, I really haven't had a chance, so I'm going to just stop, and we're going to take a break. I'm going to take a few drinks of my beer, and uh, we'll be back with Let's Talk Games. For more from the Loda Couch, check us out on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. If you like me and would like to follow me on Twitter, at Pigeon Pegleg, and also on Twitch, Pigeon Pegleg, Pigeon Pegleg. Hey, this is Scotch Hound. If you want to hear more from me, you can check me out on Twitter at ScotchHound underscore LC or on Twitch at ScotchHound. Let's. Let's. Talk. Talk. Games. Game. All right. Uh, did you change it up or are you drinking the same thing? Uh, same thing, but a second bottle because it's actually really good. All right. American Beauty by Dogfish. Uh, myself, I'm drinking the Oktoberfest still from Otter Creek. Uh, it's an international collaboration, 5.5% alcohol. All right, uh, games. What did you play this past week? Go. So I squeezed in a little bit of uh, Division 2. Uh, I ran, say I ran by myself. I'm trying to remember. I finished out the first zone. I had two two side missions to get and like one one shield mission they're called because you can get these like shield points that you use for uh for upgrades. So I finished out the first zone and I I thought about it after I did this mission. So I clicked on the main mission icon in in the second zone to go through the you know the mission and. It took, I died probably half a dozen times. Okay. And w- once I beat it, I was looking at it saying, I don't think I was supposed to beeline right to that mission. And I think I was supposed to like go to the safe house and do some of the side missions before I got to that, to that like um, main mission objective. So maybe it was a little bit more difficult because I was just touching, I think levels, I think I was just touching level eight, might've been eight or seven. And it was a recommended level eight. Um, but it was a good challenge. It was really good. It it took me, like I said, I died about half a dozen times and it, it just played the play style that you and I both like to play. Like I tried to take it real slow and, and attack it like strategically but the ai in that game is like pretty it's i don't know if it's good or just it's very overly aggressive okay so so they definitely come at you they they don't allow you to really do the the standard thing that you and i are known for where we just kind of sit back and find those like angles to do the pop shots on them right um you're definitely going to get rushers um the they have flankers 
Yeah, so they have flankers, they have rushers, they've got a lot more uh, technology in this one. So they're everything from like drones to like RC cars with bombs on them that come at you. Okay. Um, just a whole bunch of stuff like that. So they really don't give you too many areas or like downtime where you can just like catch your breath. It's it, it's pretty it's pretty fast paced. They definitely took a lot of things they learned from the first one uh, and applied it. But yeah, I had a blast with it. I man, I um I feel really bad because I'll say it again. I just I wish we would have put our money into this rather than Anthem. Um, <laughs> and it's not. I don't mean to like be brutal on Anthem. It's just now that I've experienced both, I can say without a doubt, like the division just has a lot more things to do and a lot more value for the money. Right. Okay. But yeah, that was it for me. Uh, myself, I played uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf. I'm still just ticking away at that. I'm trying to uh, pay off my mortgage, of course, um, and just you know doing random things to keep people happy. Uh, I played Overwatch. Uh, there is the new... Um, I think it's like a month long almost. Maybe it's like two and a half weeks or something like that. Uh, Gameplay that Pigeon was talking about last week that he tried. Oh, the Storm Rising or something yes, like that? Yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, but there's three different ones. Uh, the Storm Rising is the first. Uh, I can't remember what the other ones are called. I didn't do those yet. I just did the Storm Rising with Pigeon um, at the end of the week, last week or over the weekend. But uh, it's it's a lot of fun because it does give you like a small short video kind of mm-hmm. giving you the backstory of why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, and then yep. um, it is kind of a, I don't want to say a horde, like, mode kind of gameplay, but there is kind of a, a move from point A to point B, and in the meantime, there's uh, waves of people that come at you. Like, as you walk through a, a piece of the town, there's, like, set uh, NPCs that you have to fight, and then okay. once you get to the point where you have to go, that's when the waves start coming, and you have to do, like, four or five waves, and then uh, two bosses or something like that. At the end, and then once you beat them, then you move on into the next section and do the same thing over again. Yeah. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. Um, and it's interesting because if you are downed, your teammates don't have to come over and actually revive you. They just to get within like a 10 or 15 foot radius of you, and then it slowly starts uh, re- or rezzing you again. So there is a little it, bit of coordination because it is a 4v four, uh, four the NPCs kind of thing. It's you and three yeah. players. Isn't it, isn't it funny, though, because I remember when the... I think it was like the first year it came out and the first event they had was kind of like this where there was like an NPC kind of mini story thing to it. And Overwatch has just so much lore that it it, it makes me wonder when I play those type of event things like that, even like the holiday ones and the... It makes me wonder what that game could really be if it had like a single player campaign to it. Yeah, and... I think, yeah, that could be fantastic. I think the bad problem would be that there's so many characters and the lore kind yes. of ties all of them together. But exactly. I also think that could be good because you could almost make it as if you choose your player and then the other players are there as part of the lore. But that, I guess, would be a crazy game, right, for a campaign. It, it would, but it just, even if they picked, even if they picked, like, one character from each class, like, and made you play through a single player interwoven story that you switched off to between those four characters kind of like i mean like titanfall and stuff have done it where you play a couple missions as the the pilot and then bt only and i'm trying to think there were some other games where you do some character switching but i feel like it could just have been such a fantastic world and story 
to go through like a good 10 or 15 hour campaign. And then you like walk into this whole online, you know, multiplayer thing. Yeah. And I, I think you're 100% correct, but and I mean, I think they've done fantastic for themselves without having to do it, but that would have definitely made the game. Yeah. I, I think like a 10 out of 10 type of deal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I started and I'm actually kind of sucked into uh, shadow of the tomb Raider. Oh, look at you go. I, I jumped I in and been playing the crap out of it. I, I feel horrible because I'm trying to, not that it was underwhelming, but I'm trying to remember. I don't think I beat the second one yet. I think I was really close. Hmm. But yeah, I did beat the uh, the one that you're talking about. What was it? The Rise of the Tomb Raider? Rise of the Tomb Raider, yeah. Yeah, um, so I moved on to Shadow, and um, it, it the story's actually interesting. I like the fact that it's down in Mexico. Um, yeah, I, I love the whole Mayan idea. Right, exactly, and the lore and stuff that goes along with it, and all I think is really cool, and uh, thus far, I'm enjoying it. It's um, It's been a little bit more linear, mm-hmm. uh, even though they're all kind of linear, but this one's been a little bit more so thus far, and uh, granted, I don't think I'm that far into the game that I'm going to completely complain but um you know it's all pretty much the same gameplay there's a lot of i mean they've added some things now where um when you're you know how you climb with the uh the rock picks mm-hmm. um you can get to a point where now you have to uh you hold one of the uh, the triggers i think and you can let yourself down as if you left the rock pick in the stone and then you had a rope attached to it and you use that to rappel down and then you can swing from it to jump to other uh, ledges and stuff so okay. that's like a new thing that they added um I haven't gotten to craft a whole lot of stuff yet, like, uh, you know, um, weapon mods and stuff at all. I did one for my bow and arrow. I haven't gotten any guns. Although it was, there was one strange, I got to a, um, I guess it was a save point or checkpoint, and I died. And when I came back, I was like 50 yards ahead of where I actually died or hit that, like, I hadn't gotten to yet, and I already had a gun in my hand, which I didn't have previously. Hmm. I'm like, okay, yeah, it like completely skipped like a, a, a small section of a board and had me in like in a battle. I'm like, where did this come from? Yeah. But, uh, how, how about uh, graphically? Same or any better? Or? A little bit better. I'm not going to say it's like leaps and bounds. Um, everything looks a little bit smoother. Uh, oh, there is a really cool thing. Like, I mean, how you used to, you could do the, um, the outfits in uh, Rise. Mm-hmm. The different uh, costumes or whatever for, you know, whatever yeah. you wanted to, you could unlock some. Uh, they have some in the new one as well. And uh, the freebies that I have, I guess, that I already gotten, I don't know if they're given to everybody or not. But uh, there's, like, the original Tomb Raider game um, skins that you can put on. And it's, like, the Ooh. old, all flat, angled. Oh, um, the real angular stuff. Right, okay. exactly. <laughs> you funny. can you can use those. There's, like, two or with three the, of them, I think. With their pointed boobies and stuff? Yep, like yeah, the... exactly, 100%. Yep, I, I thought that was interesting. But yeah, so and again, I'm just I'm really enjoying it, and I'm glad. I think this was a Game Pass game. Yeah, Game Pass game. So yeah, I was happy that it was up there and it was quote unquote free. So mm-hmm. yeah. anyway, all right. Uh, Sony news: uh, Days Gone is released and reviews are coming in. It's got a 71 on Metacritic and getting some low scores below average. Thoughts, Calc? Was it bound to happen or? Well, I put in the notes here, so. The question, I guess, between both of us, like, can some, you know, can Sony only put out the same pattern of content and feels for those single player genres before it gets bland? Like, I didn't really get, I didn't do a deep dive into the, into the reviews or anything like that, but some high level skimming was like, it's just repetitive, boring. The story wasn't that 
like great or inventive. Now I'll I'll kind of lend that to the fact that it was the the genre of its zombies. Right. So like like how you know how creative are you going to get with zombies that hasn't been done, you know, six ways to sunset by our you know by now. Yep. But I I do feel like and you guys used to always bust on me and it was just something that I. I feel like some decision makers at Sony are always like, I feel like they walk into these meetings and say, here's the color palette that you have to use. And here's the camera angles that work best for us. Because I, I always feel like the last of us and God of war and and like, I mean, even Spider-Man, the games just have this like very, universal feel to them right and 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 i mean i i guess that's what works great for sony and like they do have fantastic exclusives but maybe it was just bound to happen at some point and unfortunately it was this game that was using a genre like zombies um again 71's not horrible i mean everybody you know Microsoft's had many games. I mean, I think Crackdown 3 was getting in the, the low scores like this, and Sea of Thieves got a 70. Like, and they're both actually pretty cool games. They're not, you know, fantastic, but they're they're really cool. I mean, Sea of Thieves is a whole different story. They've been turning that around. But yeah, uh, Days Gone. I think this was like right up Pigeon's Alley, too. Pigeon's like big on the zombie thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, that it, was kind of my thought originally when I saw it. I just, I... I... I didn't want to say, hey, was this, you know, is zombies getting beaten to death? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I, I feel like it is, but I don't want to say that this was the game to finally kill it either because I haven't, you know, like I haven't had a chance to play it myself. I think a good precursor, I mean, I think maybe a good early litmus test for it. I mean, maybe their studio wasn't concerned because they just thought they were doing some different stuff, but. State of Decay 2 mm-hmm. didn't do all that hot for Microsoft. Right. And But it's still a fun game. It's just, you know, I think it's the zombies. Dead Rising, same with Capcom. Capcom, like, kind of just pulled the plug on the whole Dead Rising thing because, like, how many times can you make a, a person smash zombies in the head and make it fun? Right, right. And I think, like, on this one, like you said, with it being the single player and all, I think that, you know... I, do you think they kind of shot themselves in the foot a little bit with making it single player only and not having like a, a co-op option? Yeah, that that could have worked. I mean, to granted, I, I know, know they spent a lot of the time in the storytelling and all of the game itself is to make to make the storytelling in but... detail. I mean, that's what Sony's great at. They right. make you do like crazy little details in the in the game. Like I saw a picture somebody showed where I guess you get a silencer or a custom silencer for your gun and it's pretty much like an aluminum can and in one scene the can doesn't have a hole in the bottom but once you fire your first shot it has a hole in the bottom right so that like those are cool really cool little details that people just might not notice but yeah i think you're right i think i think maybe a very heavy emphasis on co-op two player or even four like three player may have helped lift this up maybe this is like the type of you know pigeon and i used to always have a lot of fun with dead rising like it's those games where you get to kill zombies together sometimes can make it the game a little bit more exciting right which is also making me think of like not i mean, maybe it's kind of similar too but 
um, like the Halo series and stuff, like you, you could play it by yourself and it was a great game, but you could also play it in co-op. And it was kind of like you did have to depend on each other to survive depending on the difficulty level that you put on. And maybe that would have been great for a zombie apocalypse thing that you have to depend on your friend to survive in some of these things. Yeah, well, I think the, I, I think Halo, Halo is probably a bad comparison. I think the game you're looking for is Left 4 Dead. Sure. Left Left 4 Dead was a first person zombie survival that once you threw your friends in that game with you, it just made the game so much better. Right. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, Microsoft news. Uh, Microsoft next gen console rumored to be more powerful than PlayStation's five console. Uh, Sony lead architect Mark Cerny unexpectedly revealed details of the PlayStation five last Tuesday. And I think we discussed it. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, we now know it's going to be powered by its AMD 7th gen uh, Ryzen CPU, 3rd gen, sorry, 7 nanometer, 3rd gen, um, Zen 2 chip. Uh, and it's going to use a custom Radon Navi graphics GPU, as we discussed. Um, but And that all sounds impressive, but Microsoft is quoted saying uh, it's going to be one better. Uh, Ansley Bowden, founder and head editor of the Seasoned Gaming, tweeted that Quote unquote, multiple insiders have confirmed that Microsoft's Anaconda will be more advanced than its rival. Yeah, and I, I'm not going to fall down the rabbit hole on this. Uh, I'm just, I'll just repeat what I said last week on the, I think the Sony details were, yeah, this is cool. This is what we expect. Nothing too like jaw dropping. Where I had said, I think the, the system, and I, Unfortunately, I mean, I don't take this the wrong way. I don't think it's going to be Nintendo that shocks us. The system that shocks us with some tech that we didn't expect is going to be like the winner or the thing to have the edge. And I and I was saying, I if Microsoft, I know people are going to bash them and they're going to be like, oh, we're not always online, which I call bullshit because they have like some statistic that says like 93% of gamers now are always online. Right. Um if Microsoft like does some crazy thing around this ray trace or the graphical compute where you know all those mathematical polygon points are calculated with the cloud and it comes back like super quick and the the console just has to like overlay the texture onto those points and we like all of a sudden are seeing like you know what what if like what if this new xbox is like twice literally twice as powerful as the ps5 because it can offload those graphics from the cloud or to the, from cloud. the cloud yeah you know that's the game changer that's the jaw dropper but if they come out and they're like literally like 10 percent more powerful than ps5 it's it's just going to become another pissing match mm -hmm. again and that's where Pigeon was saying, Pigeon, you know, we he may just hold off and wait. Like, what's the rush to buy? Right. You know, to buy the new one. If there's nothing really that game-changing, why rush into it? Is there any add-on hardware that they could do to make it a game change? Like, kind of Sony's with it, or Sony's PSVR bullshit? Couldn't Microsoft? Uh, not no, bullshit, I, think, I think it has to. I mean, I think at this point, I think this next-gen one has to be VR or AR like capable out of the box. Um I don't think there's any excuse for it to not be now. Mm. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Like I said, my money's on it's got to do some sort of like offloading compute thing to be able to really have a leg up. Otherwise, you're going to get into this 
you're going to get into these crazy costs around like the the hardware that's inside right like they're going to have all these custom solid states and tons of memory and monster graphic you know shader cores and you know then they're gonna like who's gonna be the first to to show their hand and try to charge like six hundred dollars for these things that you know that's pretty much at that point you're starting to say "Eh, maybe i should just get a tower yeah well exactly and nobody's gonna do that so then they're gonna be like all right well who's gonna put out the four hundred dollar console and at four hundred dollars can you really bring anything to the table that's that jaw dropping right right probably not Mm -hmm. so yeah it's it's tough all right, uh, Sea of Thieves releases official tale, Tall Tales trailer and showcases all the juicy story-driven content we wanted the whole time. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm a, a big, big geek and nerd for Sea of Thieves, right. even though I haven't played it that much. But I want your thoughts. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, watching it, I was interested. I'm a little, little concerned, and I'm hoping that there's enough extra shit going on. But when I saw the harpoon, it really... I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was awesome. But when they got into the details of the things that you could harpoon, like as you're driving by, if your harpoon skills are good enough, if you see somebody carrying a chest, you can harpoon it out of their hands and steal it from them. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, all right, now that's the, just trolling to the next level. <laughs> Drive by harpoon. Seriously. It's like, okay, that guy just went and found all that thing. And here, I'm just going to sit out here in the water away from him. Not even going and have to be like hand to hand combat battle to kill him. I'm just going to mm-hmm. steal the harpoon, drop my, or, you know, raise my anchor, drop the sails and just take off. And he has to one, swim back to his boat two raise his anchor. And then three, try to catch me. It's like, mm. yeah, that the, the speed turning with the harpoon. I was a little bit like, oh, God, this is going to get like crazy with people just trying to tail us and trying to get away and me just wanting to kind of not lazy game, but kind of just take a nice, easy like sail in the seas and stuff. But I think like you said, like once they changed it to where you can choose between uh, or I think they, they completely remove it where PCs versus PC and then console versus console or is it a decision that you have to make? So it's a decision. Supposedly you can toggle in the settings if you want to not be cross play. Okay. Which I think is a good option because I think that'll help with some of that trolling concern that I have Mm -hmm. to a point. Because, I mean, I think it's a more level playing field, like you said. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Now that they're also bringing the keyboard and mouse to the uh, Xbox, again, it kind of brings it back into that. You know, it's still a console, but they're going to be like PC players and, you know, whatever. But I think overall, the option that they added, like a campaign style uh section to the game which seems like it's kind of a longer play i think that's mm-hmm. fantastic i'm actually really yeah. looking forward to that uh, i like that it plays on uh merrick and his um his drum yeah so i guess merrick and his family are the ones that set up the hunters outpost right and uh it's giving you options now to go out and do these hunting missions mm-hmm. and deliver the stuff back to them yeah so th- i think they said there's Instead of the three factions now, there's going to be five factions, and you you just you pick any three that you want to level to get the, 50, you to the fifty, and then you can get to legend that way. Right, and uh, I mean, other than that, the fishing looked fantastic. Um, they didn't really get into fishing sharks, but I think were you saying I've, that there's going to be just an option anyway? I've heard you can do sharks in the Meg, and now, the I'm wondering if that's going to be harpoon. I don't fishing. know if maybe now when you defeat them, like, you know, when you kill the sharks, how they float. Right. So maybe like once maybe you, can you harpoon kill, it. yeah, you'd have to harpoon it and bring pull it, it up in. To, okay. So I'm wondering if the same thing with the Meg then is what you're saying. 
Yeah. Hmm. yeah. And then, so yeah, I'm, I'll let go at all. My only concern, um, this is a weird concern because the other half of it is, is what has me extremely excited. The, the campaign stories. So I, I heard from the developers like in their, their live stream that this Tall Tales is actually like an anthology platform now. Okay. And so this whole time was building or building out this system that allows them to add single player campaign missions into the world like pretty seamlessly. So this Tall Tales Golden Sands is the first of many story campaigns to come. Are they going to be time released? So they're going to, that's what they're hinting at. Like, so this first one is the first of many to come and you get the journal. And as you like progress, it adds pages to your journal. But it doesn't like say, if you don't finish this first release, by say July, it doesn't. Oh no go no no! Away. They're, they're, from what I know, they're not again. taking it away. It'll okay. always be there. Okay. But that said, that's my that's the part of my concern is this is fantastic and this is everything we wanted. And you know, there's people that are going to beat it super quick, and then there's us who are just going to play it more casually. But are they going to release these new stories like every month, every quarter? Do we have to wait six months for another story to come? What would be a good time frame for, I mean, us being the casual gamers, I think longer would be better for us, but <laughs> exactly to keep I, up with I, the, the world. I mean, every gaming. month would be fantastic, but I think that's unrealistic. How about quarterly? I think quarter, it has to be every three months they have to add a new journal, like a new campaign. Well, that gives them enough time, I think, especially if they've taken time now in this first year to develop the stories that they haven't kind of backlogged. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the world's there. All the, the props are there. Supposedly, there was a teaser in this, and if uh, they, it's in the actual release notes or something. They're adding traps to the game now. Okay, I thought Did there was something it? in the story as well that was saying that there's a land lost that uh, isn't technically on the map right now that you have to find. Well, that's what that's what this first mission is. The, this the that golden key will allow you to get to this island that's only available with the key. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But what but, are the traps then? So in the trailer, did you notice how he turns and looks? There's like a log on ropes with spikes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but, oh on the land and stuff, yes. Yeah, so there's going to be like booby traps and stuff set up. Gotcha, okay. Yep. That's what I said, booby traps. Booty trap. That's right. All right. Um, and again, I'm assuming freebie upgrades. Oh. Oh yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. This is the one year. When, when do they start making uh, their microtransactions so they can start pocketing some of the money that <laughs> for the game to keep I, continuing on? I think it was around pets, and somebody had said I saw on Reddit they, they didn't mention any of that any of that for year one though. Uh, some of the insiders were playing pets, from what I heard, mm-hmm. and they were they were giving very very positive feedback and or very honest reviews, and they said Rare made the decision to uh, pull the pets for the one year and spend even more time on it because it just didn't feel right. Okay. So I would say I think we're getting all this for this year one, and maybe maybe next quarter I would say maybe we'll get pets. And the pets will be the first of the microtransactions. I think those are the things that you're going to probably pay for. Okay. And I think people are going to just silly, like, 
unload tons of money on pets. Yeah. Like the whole idea to just have a monkey run around the boat with you cracks me up. Like I know we talked about this, I think a year ago, I would probably honestly pay like five bucks if real money, <laughs> if I could have a monkey run around the boat with us. Spank your monkey while you're on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nintendo news. Uh, Nintendo's sticking to Animal, yeah, sticking to Animal Crossing and Luigi's Haunted Mansion releasing 2019. I hope so, because you've been playing Animal Crossing. And oh, that's what I was trying to. I'm like trying to get myself back into it, get excited for it and stuff. And I hope it they don't take too long. I hope it's not like Christmas this year. Uh, that'll make me. Well, what's a good t- What's a good release for that for you? September. Even the summer would be fantastic because I think you could get a lot of kids to buy the damn thing once they have office school and they have time to devote to it and stuff. But like early summer release, like July. I think September's like okay because that beats like that gets ahead of some of the other releases. Right, and I'm thinking holiday sales and stuff like that too. You can start pushing once it's out and getting some of the reviews in, and then you have a little bit more, you know, stock for talking about it come Christmas time. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I think I, I think, really think we're only like on. 45 days away from E3 too. So yeah, that's coming quick. Maybe you get a little tease. Right. Uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is the best-selling fighting game of all time at 13.81 million units sold. Impressive. Mm, crazy. That's a lot of copies. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, Nintendo president announced no hardware announcement at E3 2019. I'm a little bummed out about this because I was, I was the one that was like high on a want a version 2. Right. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> You've been saying that. Especially the LTE. Like I mean, it's surprising that they're not going to just do like a little leak video or anything like that. There's just no announcement. So maybe they maybe they do a little uh, leak, but that's not called an announcement. So then they can say. I don't know. The new guy's name's Bowser. Maybe he's setting us up. <laughs> he's going to troll us. Yeah. I gotcha. Um, then Mario Maker Two releases six twenty eight nineteen. I don't know if I'll buy it. I was going to say I don't play a lot I mean, of the first one. I did play a lot of it when I first got it, but I didn't play it as much as I thought I would. Did a, did a lot of people? Is it justified doing a sequel? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I a lot of people really enjoyed. There's you know there is a core group of people out there that just love Mario and you know the side mm-hmm. scroll or platformers and stuff like that. Um, I think me personally, when I bought Mario Maker, I didn't buy it with the the idea or thought process that I was going to go and make a whole lot of boards. I just bought it with the I saw other people where you could play the boards that they made, and I thought oh, that you was just wanted be to try out some other boards. Yeah. Yes. Um. But I, I don't think, honestly, it, this one, they might have to actually put like a campaign type of thing in for me to be like, eh, okay, I'll buy it for the campaign and then play some of the other people's boards and stuff. But I'm not completely sold because I, That's I don't think I got my money's worth though. for the last. I mean, let, let people do what people do well and just play the levels that other people have done. Right. But like you said, how long how long does that satisfy you for? Right. And again, I don't think I got my money's worth at the first one. That's why I don't know if I'll go for the second one yet. Personally speaking. Uh, last but not least in Nintendo news, Sky Hill Black Mist trailer shows an axonometric survival uh, die and repeat gameplay. Hmm. And the game releases fall 2019. It was pretty actually, uh, the graphically it looked pretty nice. Um, it's still a little far away, so you don't have to have super you know detail to it or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, from what my understanding was watching it and reading about it, uh, you wake up in bed, and you're this guy, um, and you just kind of, they don't give you supposedly any details, and you kind of just venture into your house. You find out that something bad has happened in the world, and then there's like these little mist characters, the black mist characters that will attack you. Uh, mm-hmm. As soon as, if you know, if you don't figure out what to do with, you know, hiding from them or killing them or whatever, uh, if you die, 
you spawn back again in your bed and you start over from there and you just you try to get further and further and so well, it says fall t- 2019 so i'm hoping they line this up around halloween based on what you've said right yeah which actually would be a good uh, release for that because uh, i didn't get a lot of the story behind why there's the black mist i, I think they said oh, no what did they say i'm mixing things now because i was reading the cyberpunk 2077 too and also uh what's the <laughs> one that pigeon really wants to get um rage 2 rage 2 yeah, yeah that's what i was thinking was uh, an apocalyptic um meteorite that kind of or that comes in or comet that hits the mm-hmm. earth or something gotcha. yeah i can't remember what the black mist was about so yeah they, they, but i mean from the description like you said uh halloween might be a good release uh multi-platform news uh so supposedly no titanfall in the future with apex running the current show interesting i mean wasn't there talk i mean it went back and forth for a while there it was you know there was titanfall 2 which was fantastic and then i heard i heard when apex came out like the first week or the first month and it was doing really really good there was like these rumors that well this is why there's no titanfall 3 but then i think respawn followed up saying there will be some form of titanfall and now now we're hearing no titanfall right in the future now, I, I I think the way they said it is they didn't put it completely to bed, okay. but they're just focusing on Apex and its new uh, releases and stuff like that because of how much demand, I guess, the game has. And they, that, you they know, can't that's one game thin. that we kind of really never put effort into. Right. Um, I'm surprised. I mean, I'm not surprised because I know that these, you know, 1v100s, whatever you want to call them, you know, the uh, 4v100s like Apex is or whatever. Four? Three. Three. Three V1, yeah. Um, I know they're like the all new, and I mean, it seems like it's getting worn out. You know, Fortnite's getting great reviews, a lot of people playing, but it's also starting to get negative press too. Um, I, I know this is the way to go, but with Titanfall 2, like you said, being a fantastic game, and I think didn't it get like one of the best campaign games of its release season or release year? Well, so I think Titanfall 2 is one of them bad EA decisions where it got like smothered by Battlefield. Right. I don't remember how it scored, but I can personally say I think it was one of the best campaign games I think I've played. Right. And I mean, for, for you know, that's a shared thought with myself as well. I was just really surprised to hear that they're just not pushing with it. And granted, I understand like the whole multiplayer, just, you know, um, first person shooter kind of is dying off to a point, not exactly dying off, but it's not like COD and stuff doesn't get the same amount of um, play or respect, like, you know, that the, the new one V one hundreds do. So I know it's kind of a little bit of an older thing, I guess. Yeah. And it's maybe it's aging out a little bit, but I just I was really surprised to hear that Titanfall is just getting pushed uh, so that they can keep up with the Apex stuff. That's all right. They're working on uh, they're splitting teams. They're still working on that Jedi Fallen Order. True. Or... Yeah, that that's what they said was taking Apex and the the Jedi um, uh, games were what was taking most of their time. That's why they didn't have another availability or team to to revive or restart the uh, Titanfall three game. So yeah. interesting. All right. Uh, speaking of Apex Legends, uh, season two is coming. Uh, so the, uh, quote: uh, We've seen all the feedback on season one. And look forward to showing you the improvements we're making, uh, the studio said in a note on an EA blog. 
And they went on to say, quote, for season two, you can expect a battle pass with more meaningful content, the introduction to a new legend, uh, the debut of a new weapon, and you didn't expect King's Canyon to stay the same forever, did you? End quote. Mm. Uh, season two update uh, supposedly launches this June. Do you, I don't want to spend too long on it, but do you have any desire to play it and feel like if you spent more time with it, you could be better? Or is it just not pulling you in in a way that you would expect? It's not pulling me in in a way I'd expect. Is it because there's just other people that are so good at it right now that we just... I just don't have the time to devote to getting better at it. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I don't have enough time to sit and play it and make myself be good to where it's like I'm learning all the weapons. I'm, you know, learning the places to hide on the boards and I'm learning like the different, you know, characters and which ones work best together when I, you know, am grouped up with two other people and stuff. I just, I don't have that time to devote yeah, to Yeah, I think it's just a time casualty. Right. Sure. All right. Uh, Anthem delays its entire roadmap and it hasn't fixed loot and this all feels very bad. Well, there's one way we can free up some time. Yeah, just not play it. Uh, the entire Anthem roadmap is now delayed. Uh, Bioware de- uh, delivered on practically nothing that was supposed to be um be there for the April uh, update, uh, other than a stronghold and a live event. Uh, but now everything else uh, fans were uh, wanting, um, and were thinking was going to be crammed into this, uh, will not be coming. Uh, and has yeah, been delayed. I, I've said it before, and I've. I think this, I I can't believe it's, it happens in this day and age, but I, f- I feel like this game's just going to get the plug pulled on it real soon. Do you think they're going to do that, or do you think they're going to completely step back, redevelop it, and then come out with like a 1.5 or a 2.0 and just have it be the game that it was supposed to be to start with? I would love it to be, but I think the the proof's in the pudding. Like they made when their you money have, on it. They made money already on it, and the fact that they had six years to do something, and this is what came out, and the track record that they literally shut down Mass Effect Andromeda for this almost the same type of reason. Mm. I just I feel like this is the game that's gonna, in probably two months from now, won't be getting any more updates. Mm, interesting. All right, moving on. Uh, Blizzard announces new workshop mode for Overwatch. Uh, on top of the already established Overwatch game modes, players can now create a script and add rules and unique play conditions to their games. Uh, these roles include uh, movement speed, abilities, damage, and healing mechanics, uh, displaying text under certain conditions, and more. Uh, one specific theoretical mode described was Molten Floor where a hero will catch fire if they're on the ground, necessitating players to frequently jump and look for objects to move across. I don't... I don't know. I don't get, like... Overwatch is already good enough and polished enough as it is. I don't really see what this adds other than just, like... This reminds me of those old COD multiplayer boards where there was, like, the different mods that they'd put on where it was, like, you know, low gravity and... Yeah, it's like... like, It's like a screw-around mode, like... You know, that's what I mean. Like, no real deep meaning or value to it, just other than, like, let's screw around with different play modes and, you know, have some good laughs. But with how long has the game been out? I don't know. I mean, 
it's been out long enough that you know this is just an extra why the hell not or is it gonna ruin the game you think i don't think it ruins it but i think it just it's like a magnet it pulls away it pulls away from like the core of what it is Mm. you're not excited i'm not I, i don't think they need to do something like this gotcha all right. Um, well, on that note, let's stop one more time and uh, get a refill, and we'll be back with Diary of the Mouth. Are you one of those people? Do you despise vegans and vegetarians? Do you dislike meat eaters? We're with you. You and I will never harm another living thing ever again. That's why we invented, created, and fabricated the first cookbook to consist of only rocks. Rocky's Rock Soup Cookbook and more has fabulous recipes such as rock soup, rock soup with a little dirt. Hey, is that a fossil (laughs) rock soup? I saw this rock before, rock soup. You can find these recipes and more in the Rocky's Rock Soup Cookbook. <laughs> and more at participating caveman. <laughs> you can't even finish. There's one more word. Conventions. All right, in Diary of the Mouth, uh, gynecolog- gynecologist can't believe, or this gynecologist, I should say, can't believe she has to tell women not to put garlic in their vaginas. <laughs> Too many what we do in the shadows episodes. <laughs> so Canadian gynecologist, Dr. Jen Gutner, Gunter, 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 yeah, exists. And without the author of the Vagina Bible, the vulva and the vagina, separating the myth from the medicine, uh, who else would be there? Uh, to tell women to keep certain items out of their vaginas, out of their vaginas, and um, so every once in a while, some new vaginal trends will spike, and uh, this doctor has to weigh in. So a few years ago, uh, it was ground up wasp nests. Oh my god! But then this week, our gynecologists uh, had to take to, I think it was Twitter to take a stand against using garlic in a vagina to to cure yeast infections. She goes on to uh, say, quote, I shouldn't have to tweet that in 2019, but here we are, end quote. I mean, don't people understand, like, there's a a line between stuff that's natural and homeopathic and stuff that's natural and can cause, like, other issues infection problems and disease problems well she was saying like in the uh, the article i was reading um there is antiseptic type of properties to garlic oh yeah but you have to crush it or mince it and turn you know to break open the the cloves to uh, to get that property out of it and you're not going to go ahead and put that stuff up there so i i don't Man. i don't know <laughs> it's just yeah interesting that's not the smell you want to encounter. When you're... <laughs> nice. I was wondering when you were going to go there. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, I went there, but nobody else is going there. <laughs> uh, all right. Taco Bell hiring parties are crazy enough to work. I was going to say, speaking of something, we will eat. Yeah. Uh, Yum Brands will be hosting 
hiring parties at nearly 600 of its company-owned stores next week. Uh, there will be free food, games, and even step-and-repeat photo stations at these unlikely parties. Folks are encouraged to have a good time, take home some Taco Bell swag, uh, but these feats are ultimately about bumping up Yum! Brand's talent pool at a time when unemployment rates are near historic lows. Mm. So hiring parties by Taco Bell. What do you think? You going to go for some free out. food? I would check it out for free food. <laughs> I mean, Free food and Taco Bell swag? Yeah, I mean, you just show up, show some interest. Right. I mean, I don't know what Yum Brands has to offer for me, but... They've I mean, got a Crunchwrap Supreme for you. Yeah, I was going to say, a couple Crunchwrap Supremes gets me in the door. <laughs> oh, shit. I wonder if they'll give you the bottles of uh, hot sauce to take home with your fire. The, fi- the you fire know. sauce. Exactly. <laughs> I do want to get my hands on some of that. we got to track that down. Mm. What, what did we say? We thought that was only a Texas thing? The bottles of yeah, or Pidge yeah. said he thought it was a Southern U.S. thing. Mm. Not sure. I don't know. All right, our one question from listener comes from our very own at Pigeon Pegleg. Pigeon goes to say from the hospital bed, with women trying to with women trying to be more healthy or correct ailments by putting things in their lady parts, would Kelk shove anything up his sphincter to regrow uh, the hair on his head, <laughs> reduce his freckles and back hair, or have better vision? Kelk sucks. <laughs> okay. Well, it wouldn't be garlic. Maybe it would be um, leeks. <laughs> Please shove a leeks in your ass. <laughs> or chives. Kelk, Kelk, your ass is leaking. Uh, nice. Some potato leek soup. Now, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I would shove anything up anywhere to grow hair back. <laughs> How about those uh, coffee enemas that were like a thing for a little while? Oof. Yeah, right. You're supposed to. Uh, I've gotten two your... of the. I've gotten <laughs> two enemas from back surgeries, and let me tell you. Yeah, not fun. No, it's going in and the experience of everything coming out. You're gonna feel a little fun. pressure. Yeah, the the. I mean, I'll never forget the nurse is like, "You gotta relax." <laughs> um, she's like whispering over my shoulder. I'm like, "You fucking relax." <laughs> I'm just gonna shove this in your ass. Relax. Yeah, it's me, Casper. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my God. <laughs> talking in your ear while you're doing it, too. Yeah. You're like, I'm keep like... talking like that, and I'm having an erection and a tight sphincter. <laughs> mm, I swear that's one of the reasons why Jim likes going in for back surgery. <laughs> <laughs> he likes to get the rotor rooter every once in a while. Yeah. Mm. Just just shove it in there. Up, <laughs> oh, you're not in there far enough. Keep going. Yeah. Oh. Mm, shit. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the show. Thank you for the question at Pigeon Peg Leg. Um, get better soon or not. Yeah. No, yeah get get, get back on the show. You got two weeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Turn it around. All right. Uh, Calc, your thoughts. Go. It's a yes. It's definitely, definitely a yes. Um, I don't know if it's available where you guys are. Again, it's from Dogfish Head. It's American Beauty. It seems to be some kind of collaboration with the Grateful Dead. Again, if I, I if there's more to that meaning and it's going over my head, I apologize. Well, that was like the one that I does it say collaboration with on the, the label because I just had that Flaming Lips one the other day that was a or a collaboration with the Flaming Lips one. The other day. Yeah, this one says brought to you by Grateful Dead and Dogfish Head. I wonder if this is like a new thing they're doing for the year. Mm. But yeah, very very good. It says pale ale, but it's delicious. It's it's got quite a bit of sweetness to it. Mm. What's the cup pairing? Oh boy, a cup pairing. 
Ooh. You know what? This I could I had one today for lunch and I don't want to just go to I was gonna say a cheesesteak, but because it, it's very soup. sweet. It's very like smooth and sweet. And I'm trying to think of what it would go good. I guess maybe you could say something spicy. I would just say chicken wings, like a, a whole, like a dozen hot wings. All right. Bounce out that spice. Okay. Uh, myself on my Oktoberfest. My Oktoberfest is, it was good. It was, it was okay from Otter Creek. I know I don't want to say anything bad about it, right, Calc? Yeah, because they're going to tell you you're drinking it like nine <laughs> months at a season. Ah. Uh, and yingling, yingling, uh, it was, you know, it's just, it's the go-to lager. So, all right, uh, that's the show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if you get a chance, check us out on the web at www.thelittlecouch.com. Uh, you can also hit up our uh, Twitter page, which has been kind of quiet lately. Uh, all three of us have to get back on it. Pidge, if you're listening, send out yeah. some tweets from the hospital bed. Give us some, uh, some gown pics with the little ass cheeks hanging out or something like that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, check us out at Twitter at the Little Couch. Uh, you can check out Calc at uh, the Real Joe Kennedy or just Real Joe Kennedy. Just Real Joe Kennedy. And he's not the politician Joe Kennedy. Just in case you're confused. Uh, and myself, I'm at Scotchound underscore LC. And if we don't hear from you, sorry, we can't answer your questions. But if you do have questions, let us know. And uh, we hope to hear from you guys soon. Otherwise, we'll catch you next week. Later. Thank you.